Hello and welcome to this episode of the Independent Dealer Podcast. Today we are talking all things online review and I have got two absolute pros here with me. These guys are top dogs at Podium. I wrestled them in, we convinced them to be here. I threatened that I would drive up to Salt Lake and you know, leave horrible things on their doorsteps if they didn't talk to us. So really appreciate it. We've got Thomas and Jordan here. Guys, introduce yourselves to the Independent Dealer audience. Thanks so much, Jeff. Uh, I'm Thomas Clausen. Uh, Demand Gen Manager, marketing at Podium, focused on the automotive vertical. So love automotive marketing and how to make sure a dealer um, can get as many leads as possible. Yeah, and I'm Jordan Reed. I'm the Director of Sales for the Automotive Vertical here at Podium. Uh, been here about four years. Absolutely love working with, uh, with the independent dealers. You've probably seen these guys at convention. I'm sure Podium is always a great supporter of all the automotive conventions, NIADA, NADA, NABD, I've seen them everywhere. Um, we talk some awesome stuff this episode. We're gonna go over uh, best practices for reviews. We talked about how to handle the bad reviews. We talked about um, how to incentivize for reviews, uh, best practices to get your salesman to leave stuff. So this episode is chock full of great information. Here we go. You are listening to the Independent Dealer Podcast with hosts Luke Godwin and Jeff Watson. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's do this. All right, guys and girls. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Jordan, tell us, why are online reviews so important these days? Why do dealers need to care about their online reputation and their online presence? Yeah, you know, it's crazy. Ten years ago, you know, it, it was all about word of mouth. And word of mouth is still important today, right? But but really, even people that you trust that say, hey, go to this place, what's the first thing they do, right? They go look at online reviews. They go oh, Google yeah. company, right? Mm -hmm. so, so that being said, I mean, Google reviews now are the new word of mouth. And not just Google reviews, but any reviews, right? Of course, Google, Facebook, and, and uh, you know, there's a descending order. But um, it's really important to have that representation online, in fact, uh, to the point where you know, if, if you are getting a certain amount of reviews per month, Google will actually rank you higher than maybe someone that has more reviews than you, mm. uh, right? And, and it's all about leveling that playing field and trying to, to get the best businesses out there to be able to reach their customers and vice versa. Yeah. So I think so much about even right now with how we're, we're more online, we're more at home. I mean, the whole pandemic, we're, we're, we're socializing through our digital channels and that is the number one place where you get that, you know, it's not like people are gathering around the city park and the water cooler and the old, uh, you know, five and dime and the bar to talk about your favorite place to do this, that or the other. They're going online, they're going digital. So anyone that thinks they can bury their head in the sand and not have an online presence and not proactively push their online reviews, I think you're just, I think you're shooting yourself in the foot, right? I make the joke so much where like, I look at Google, Facebook reviews, similar to what maybe Amazon was five years ago. Back in the day, you would look at those Amazon, say you're searching for a blazer, you're looking at those top reviews. And if something had 100 reviews, you're like, oh, this must be the best one. Now, if they don't have 10,000 reviews, I don't even look at them. Right, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, I mean, you put yourself behind the eight ball, Thomas, and, and then what? Yeah, I mean, it's a, right now, this, I mean, the pandemic really accelerated things in a fast, fast move. So there was a lot of trends moving mm -hmm. forward as you're talking about reviews, messaging, and then, 
you know, this happened and suddenly the whole journey, the journey's lasting longer online. It's starting earlier. And so when it really comes to reviews, you, you definitely need to stay ahead. When it comes to messaging, you need to stay ahead. How are you going to yeah. get in touch with these people once they find you? Yeah, and then, that's so true. And then I think like with, you know, Google takes into account a lot of things. We don't know the secrets behind it, but we know that recency matters. So you need them to be recent, relevant, and then the, qu- the quality, right? Are they talking about, you know, your experience while buying a car? Are they at- talking about their service experience? So um, that they're relevant as well. So I think there's, there's so many trends pointing in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the pandemic was a, a serious catalyst to, for, yeah. for change in a digital direction. And to give a benchmark and maybe a motivation and a prod to get going, in my opinion, I think as an independent dealer, you need to be in the hundred review area right now. I think I feel like that's kind of the benchmark, depending on your market and the size of your demographic. But looking at my dealer buddies, if you're in the hundred to two hundred to three hundred review area, that's where you got to be because if you're not there, the guy down the street is there, and he's going to be at a thousand pretty soon, and you're still going to be trying to get your first hundred. And when people look at those, you're not going to be on the same playing field as the guy down the street. So that's, that's my call to action. And that's my little fire under your butt to get going with these online reviews. Now tell me this guys, are all reviews created equal? What sites should we be focusing on as a dealer to get a review? We all know Google is the place. Where do we go from there? And how do we, how do we get them all? I mean, that's, what's ridiculous. It's like, there's, there's 50 different sites. I want to focus on the top five or 10 or, or the top two. What do I do? Yeah, well, look, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll tell you this as far as the most important sites go. Um, you know, Google, of course, is king. There's mm-hmm. Facebook uh, that, that I would say is a solid number two. And, and we're dealing, you know, I get, we get our info from about 7,000 dealers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and basically, it's Google, Facebook, and then a mixture of Edmonds, Dealer Raider, and other things like that. But it's even important to spot check, right? Maybe Consumer Affairs, Better Business Bureau, and, and sometimes go after those. But, but here's the fascinating thing. And what we found doing this, the, the business that we do, uh, is what's, what's crazy is people are just like us. Most of the people listening to this right now will probably be willing to leave a review if it's easy. We all appreciate good customer service. We want that customer experience but we're just too busy and or lazy or whatever it may be. But if you get an email invitation saying, can you leave a review or someone saying, will you go home and leave a review? Uh, we, we will have good intentions, but we don't do it. The reality is though we all look at reviews. So if we can make it extremely easy to leave reviews, maybe you ask them while they're right there, their endorphins are high, they're about to get their car. That's when you ask, right? It's all about timing and process. And then what you'll, what you'll be surprised to know is that the majority of your customers had a good experience and frankly, they'll be willing to leave reviews. Mm-hmm. And so um, as far as numbers go, you, you know, you mentioned one, two, 300, you know, reviews. Yeah. I, I would recommend that whatever your outflow is, however many cars you're selling and, and if you're doing service, you take a portion of those. So say 30% or so uh, per month. So if you're selling a hundred cars a month, you should be getting 30 reviews a month on that. Mm. Uh, and that, that's a pretty safe number. Let's say that again. Let's re- reiterate that. Sure. Yeah. So if you're selling 100 cars a month, you okay. should plan on about 30 reviews per month. You think that's the standard. You think that you get 30% of your requests or people will actually do it. 
is that is that yes. kind of a benchmark if you that's do it right i think it's <laughs> really if you do it right okay yep. that's low that's low to me okay. yeah it's it's surprising but when but when you look at the so some people will get 60 70 out of 100 right but as far as the average goes what we've seen yeah. that the average is yeah i would say 30 to 40 right but okay okay this is a, an extreme when they, you add that up every month it's amazing what that does for your seo and all and all those things yeah. So even if you're a smaller dealership, obviously it seems like your percentages would go up, right? You're selling 20 or 30 a month. I think you, you know, you should be able to get pretty, I mean, pretty darn close to 50, 60, 70%, I would hope. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have more control, right? Mm -hmm. if, if you're a big OEM dealership, well, that's, that's a whole lot harder to get that number. And that's why the numbers are skewed, frankly, because of the OEMs. Mm. With, with used dealerships, however, though, you, yeah, you have a lot more control. You can have your finance managers do it. Uh, you know, your, your owner can get involved. I mean, there's a lot of different things, but you should expect more. Yeah. Um, so many different roads I want to go down with that. But before we get into some real pro tips, because you mentioned so many that jump out to me as, as real, uh, you know, interesting things that we can do. Real quick, tell me what's protocol or what's best practice for that negative review? We've had discussions on this before in the dealer forums. What do you do with a negative review? Well, obviously you probably didn't solicit that one. That's not guy on your mailing list that you're, you're <laughs> bugging him three or four times to leave a review. Someone yeah. that blew up at you or had a horrible experience, but you're going to get them because like you said, human nature is probably to be like, well, I was well intended to leave a good review, but if I have a bad situation, I am super motivated to leave a yeah. bad review. Well, what's best practices there? Yeah. So best practices for a bad review. It's, it's pretty simple. Um, you know, I'll go back to the Amazon example that you mentioned. If, if you look on Amazon for a product, if you see someone that has a 5.0 and 30 reviews, and then you see someone that has a 4.8 and 4,000 reviews, I think you're more likely. In fact, I know people by the numbers are more likely to go with the 4.8 and 4,000 reviews mm -hmm. because we trust the masses, right? Yeah. So when I, in saying that, the reason I bring it up is to, to illustrate that it is okay to get bad reviews. In fact, it means you're a real business. Mm. So when you get those, there's two things. Number one, that, that allows you the chance. People, are, people understand bad reviews, but, it, but they want to see how you respond to them. So when you get a bad review, mm. that gives you a chance to go and fix something and show people out there that all know that there's people that just have an ax to grind. Mm -hmm. Okay, the owners are willing to handle something, right? This dealership will handle something. Uh, and that's really great for customer service mm -hmm. uh, and customer experience. And then uh, number two, look, the, that's why it's so important to get as many as you can. And that's why the process and the timing are so important because if we can drown out those bad reviews, let's say you sell 100 cars a month mm -hmm. and you're getting, uh, you know, 30, 40, 50 reviews and say five of them are negative. Well, then who cares, right? You're yeah. still at four, nine, four, eight, something like that. Mm -hmm. So the, the bad review is nothing to be afraid of. The reality is most people are like all of us, like we said earlier, that they are willing to leave good reviews if they, if mm -hmm. we just super easy. So we'll just yeah. drown. Yeah. Think, that's the key. How huh? drown them out. Uh, a yeah. good thing to think about with the bad reviews too, is that's essentially we think of reviews as this valuable tool for our local SEO and things like that, but it's also a great way to get feedback. Mm -hmm. so if you're seeing a consistent problem come in on the review. You know, people keep saying this person is just not that good to deal with, or it's going to give you insight. And then 
if you one change that, let them know how you're how you're reacting to it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, simply saying, you know, I don't think you want to diagnose a big answer in the review, but something as simple as, hey, um, here's a personal phone number you can reach me at. We want to work this out. Like other people will see that simple reply that, hey, this dealer's willing to try to right a wrong or at least make this customer happy goes a long way. So you can make that negative review into like a remarkable experience and just help the dealer function better. So to look at yeah. feedback as well. So true. And that's one thing that we say is you're writing that you're responding to that negative review for everyone else. You're not responding yeah. for the negative reviewer. Don't get personal. And that's one thing dealers have the hardest times with because we all have massive egos and we want to just tell them how it is and how they were horrible and treated us wrong and we were in the right and they're jerks and they beat up the car and they did this. Guys, take that, write it out, be pissed, be angry, put down three or four paragraphs in that review, but do not post it. Wait 24, 48 hours, come back to it, And if you still feel like you need to air out the dirty laundry online, it's your dealership, it's your review, whatever. But to Thomas's point, just a simple, hey, I'm so sorry you had a bad experience. Please give us a call. I'd like to write this wrong. You know, here's my direct phone number. Because it's everyone else that's going to see that and be like, oh, man, this guy really came off like a total jerk, leaving them a bad review. But the manager handled that so well. Or the owner jumped in and gave out his his direct number to try to fix this problem. So anyways, yeah, I think we all know that's the best practice. Just, I think airing the dirty laundry on reviews is, it's just bad. I look at that and I've seen them before and I'm like, whoa, you know, like that business owner sure did get nasty quickly with them. So if I have a disagreement with that business owner, he's going to come at me full speed instead of trying to find a, you know, anyways, guys, Along those lines, give us some other, um, maybe a couple other pro tips along those lines for handling. Jordan, you mentioned a little bit about hitting them at the peak of emotion. And I think that is so key, the timing of the review, right? If you can get them to leave it while they're still in your dealership, they're excited, they're stoked, they're getting a new car. What are some, you know, what are some other pro tips we could, we could do to be able to get the best review? Yeah. So, um, look, as far as these reviews go, it's, you got to put yourself in their shoes, right? We've all had that experience. We've gotten in the car, the new car, we go home, you feel the steering wheel in your hands. You, you, you get home and you want to show your friends and your family and, and life moves on. Right. But, but those endorphins, like you were saying, if we take advantage of that, or we use that to our advantage when they get that right in the dealership. Now, you know, that's, that's the time to do it, right? Because if you think about yourself, that's what you would do too. Okay, I have a minute to spare. I can go ahead and do it now. We have a lot of dealerships, um, used dealerships in particular, that, that they have their finance guys do it. Or if their sales rep is the finance guy as well, they will take them through it. But think about sitting at the finance chair. You're about to do it and, and, and the finance person just says, hey, by the way, let me shoot you a text real quick. Would you mind leaving a review while, while we're waiting? And it takes 30 seconds. That is such a little ask compared to us saying, hey, when you get home, would you mind logging in and leaving a review? You know, it, it's just a lot bigger thing. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's all about timing. It's all about, you don't, you don't even have to give them free oil changes or free whatever, right? It's, it's a matter of people are willing to do it. You know, that's, let's follow up on that, Thomas. Can you speak to that or Jordan, either of you? What about the incentive? 
is that is it is it shady is it gray is it dishonest to say hey leave us a review and we'll give you a gift card to compensate for your time or to thank you or to incentivize the employee to say hey for every review you get we're going to pay you five bucks extra where, where does that fall on the scale of, uh, of, of best practices i don't think there's a specific incentive best practice like what, what we really recommend to dealers is just like lean heavy into your customer experience. It will, it will go further. So one thing that I, that we really encourage dealers to do is, is take the walk in your customer's shoes through the whole experience. So you think, mm -hmm. okay, so I'm starting on Facebook marketplace. I'm looking for used Camry. Okay. Let's go through this. How is it? What's it like when I start messaging them? What's it like when I read the reviews? What's it like when I come to the dealer for the first time? And if the if if you as a as a good independent dealer just focus on improving your customer experience, it's going to be better than an incentive program, better than leaning to that, and then a good solution on top of that that can integrate, make it easy, make it textable. You know, I think I think that combination is is where the is where the real winners come out. And you know, we've seen all these shifts. You know, you think about late '90s, early 2000s, how just the internet changed car buying. And then you've seen, you know, this sort of review thing that we've gone through and now messaging, looking remote. I mean, Facebook marketplace, so many tools that were, are really at the forefront for dealers. Like dealers are, in my opinion, technology companies, they've, they use a lot of different tools. And so how can you be at the front of that and make sure that they all connect and that they work well together. And if you do that and you find the right moment, like Jordan said, um, through the right tool, right mechanism, um, that's where we see the best results consistently. Mm -hmm. So, so along those lines, can, can you address, do you, would you either through, you know, your chosen software tool like a podium or whether you're doing it in house, would you incentivize the employees to try to motivate them to get reviews and ask for the review? Cause I know everyone they're going to ask for it, but are they really going to ask for it? You know, the paperwork's printing, the customer's just sitting there staring at you and you can either sit and jaw and talk or you can get them on their phone to leave a review. Is, is, is it best to incentivize the customer or the employee or neither or both? I, I think a leaderboard could be a good internal. I, got, I don't know, Jordan, okay. would any, yeah, any insight I, there? I, I'll tell you this. Well, again, what we found is it's very surprising that, that you don't have to do either, right? Now, if, if you have to choose one, maybe... Mm -hmm maybe influence them internally, right? But, but here's what we've seen. The trend over the last, I'd say, year and a half, uh, maybe two years actually, is, is that people are starting to put these in their pay plans and saying, you need a certain mm. reviews to get your bonuses. I agree. Um, as opposed to saying, hey, for every review you get, you know, five-star Google review, I'll give you 50 bucks. The, the reality is they should be doing this anyway because it benefits them in the long run. These are sales reps, right? Yeah. So... And, and look, the, the last thing I'll say, Jeff, about this is, you know, it, it's the, the best way to do it, this most simple way to do it is the way we all communicate, and that's via text, mm. right? So, I mean, I, I, I'll just say real quick, I call my dad, he's almost 70 years old, and he'll text, he'll text me back five minutes later, hey, what's up? What can I do for you? And it's, <laughs> I'm like, look, if, if that age group's doing it, well, then he's every millennial of you, that's for sure. He did, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> that's the world we live in. We may as well adapt. Right. Oh, 100%. We all know that our website, you know, off on a tangent, all of us get on our stupid website when we're sitting in our work computer, but 90% of our customers get on our website from their phone. 
So like, we're not even looking at our own websites on our phone browser to see if it's responsive and it makes sense because it looks great on my work computer. Same with our reviews. No one's going home and logging into their freaking Gmail account and leaving (laughs) you a Google review from their freaking home computer. They're doing it on their phone, hopefully in your store right in front of you or on the drive home, worst case scenario. Um, You said something there too. Now, I've had this conundrum and this argument with other dealers. Who can leave you a review? My argument is this. As car sales people, we sell cars. Everyone thinks, or at least the stigma is, it's got to be someone that's bought a car from you, right? I think that anyone that interacts with your business can leave your business a review, right? I go to the grocery store and I don't buy anything sometimes, or I go to a park and I might leave a review about the way it was done, or it's not necessarily something that I've spent money at, but if I have friends, family, non-buyers, if I can recruit a review from anyone that just says, hey, the place was really clean and the cars look nice and the people were friendly to deal with, as long as it's honest, can that not be a review or, or is that ethically a gray area? Hey everybody, Jeff here. Sorry to interrupt the interview, but I wanted to make sure everyone knew about the new and improved theindependentdealer.com website. It is the place to find out what is going on with the podcast. Check out all of our episodes on iTunes, our social links. You can also give us your email and we will add you to our mailing list so you are the first one to know about what is coming up, new and exciting here at the podcast. Also check out our video library. Um, You can also ask us questions, find out more about uh, myself and Luke and see our calendar of of events, uh, places we'll be speaking, where you can catch up with us and meet us in person. So theindependentdealer.com. And now back to the interview. Yeah, I'll say I, I think it's a no-brainer, right? Because we're not, to, to your point, Jeff, it's not just about do you sell a good car? It's a commodity that we all sell, right? Mm-hmm. Or that, that all the dealers do. So yeah, it's about experience. It's about who am I dealing with? Who is the owner? Who, who is the manager? And so I, I think what it boils down to again is to go back to process, um, not so much timing on this one, but process. If you, want to, if you want to get a ton of reviews from people that trust you and trust mm-hmm. your dealership, although they haven't purchased a car, well then yeah, send it out. Again, if you want the best results, send it out in the proper, with the proper process, maybe mm-hmm. need a test or something like that, right? But yes, absolutely, take advantage of that. Yeah, it, it, it's so interesting to me sometimes you know, you don't want, I know you, you, the last thing you want to do is try to game the system because Google will catch on to that. And I know that there's probably some sort of algorithms where they see quality of review and maybe IP address or location. And if you all of a sudden get flooded with all these, you know, sketchy looking reviews, you could get flagged or shut down. And so many dealers are scared of that. They're very scared of, you know, having their friends and family leave reviews because they think that Google is somehow going to see these, read them, and then shut off everything. Um, you know, I don't, I, maybe you guys could speak to that. You probably know more than I do. I don't think that Facebook or Google, as long as it's an honest review from an actual Gmail or Facebook account. And it's, I don't think, I don't know if they care if you got 20 in one day or if you got one a week or if they come from Tennessee or Florida, is that, is that, do you guys know, is that part of their shtick? I think, I think the key is if they, they need to have had a real experience with the dealer. So maybe not a purchase, but as you talked, they've been, 
they've met some of the staff. They, a common, like uh, if you have a service lane, right? You don't have to, you think about that logic there, like they purchase something, but not a vehicle. That's still mm-hmm. a super valuable review that matters. So um, I think you want, you want to keep it to people who've had, had a true experience with the staff and the dealership. Um, but I can't speak to specifics of yeah. IP whether you'll get like flagged that. or not. Yeah, by I've, soliciting. I've no so I, I can speak to that a little bit. So I, I agree with Thomas, right? However, just, just, you know, there are people that want to see how is the environment there? How does it look? What is the showroom like, right? Those are specific mm-hmm. things that maybe you could get people to write for you. But, but as far as the IP address, you know, there was a time quite a few years back, well, maybe about five years ago, where people were having problems with an IP address and Google was taking reviews down. Now, mm. the, the, the key there is, if you're sending things via text message, you can still get a review while they're in on your Wi-Fi. Okay, mm. the difference is instead of them getting on your computer to leave the review, you're sending it from your phone to their phone or your computer to their phone via text, and then they leave that, that message through their own account with their own uh, own Mac address on their phone. Mm. Okay, so, so that IP address thing is no problem. Um, whether it's in the dealership or in another state, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. I think dealers do get worried that, well, wait, every, if I have everyone leave a review while they're sitting here, it's going to show up as all these reviews from my IP address. But you're yeah. telling us that that's not the way that it works anymore. Un- unless, unless they're saying, here's my iPad, will you leave a review on my iPad? Yeah, log into your account and I'm hacking a bunch of accounts and leaving all sorts of reviews. And I I say that to dealers when they say, hey, well, you leave me a review and I'll leave you a review. And it's like, no, no, no. If I know you, I'll get on there and I'll say, hey, I know Bob. He is an excellent owner operator. He, you know, has always treated me trustworthy, blah, 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 blah. You know, again, it comes down to, I think, honesty. And and that maybe leads us into the quality of the review, right? getting on doing a five star that says this place is great. Do you know, do those sites like Google, Facebook, all these places, do they weight the actual content or the context of the review? The, the relevancy of the review matters. So if you're searching best used car dealer near me, it's a great Mm -hmm. search. It's super valuable. The more that used car is in the review, you know, they know the business is about that. But now if the review says, mm-hmm. my used car buying experience was awesome. Mm-hmm. I worked with Jeff. He, he gave me a great deal. Um, excited to come back. So they know now there was a real interaction. It was about buying a used car. That relevancy really matters. So that's why we always advise to lean into the customer experience and then ask at the right time because it's going to be about that moment that's crucial to your business. So if you think about the most critical moment to your business is gonna be closing that deal, right? Um, that the more they write about that, how, how that went, it's gonna be about that search. And in the same way, if you have 200 reviews about, you know, they, they, the car was really nicely washed, you might show up on a car wash search for all we know. So you, the, it's, it's relevant to the topic they write about, it definitely matters. Yeah, and pro tip you mentioned there, make sure they use your name. If you're a salesman, get them to use your name because that's what you're trying to create is, hey, Jeff treated me well at Four Seasons. It was an awesome experience. Jeff is a professional, blah, blah, blah. The person reading that wants to come in and talk to me, Jeff, the salesman, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that, that's another. Any other pro tips? Uh, 
that, that we need to, you could share with independent dealers might be on your mind? Yeah, I, I, so I would reiterate what Thomas just said um, and, and specify what, what we could do as dealers, right? You could say, mm-hmm. uh, hey, look, I'm going to send you a, a quick text. Would you mind leaving me a review? It will take 30 seconds. Get them to agree. And then you should be like, yeah, if you could just, I mean, maybe mention something about the experience you've had here or whatever, right? You can kind of fill them with what you want, want them to leave. Um, and, you know, we have a bunch of different variations of that. But, but really, you can guide them. At the end of the day, though, if it's just a five-star review and nothing, it's still good. But, um, but obviously, the, the more you can guide them, the better. And then the one other thing I would say, Jeff, is, uh, you know, Google. So if, if let's say you, you get all your family and friends to leave a really good review about something specific in the dealership. Well, that's great for a time. But Google has, you mentioned Google will maybe figure it out. They won't necessarily have a problem with that. But what they've done is they've made recency and consistency of reviews more important, perhaps, than, than, uh, than quality and quantity. Because they know that if we have this great independent dealer down the street that sells 50 cars a month, and we've got this behemoth Toyota that sells 400 up the street that, that has a bad customer experience, if that independent dealer can continually get, say, 20 reviews a month, and the Toyota dealer is getting 15 reviews a month, well, guess what? This independent dealer can still outrank that Toyota on the search for used cars. And that's vital because, and it's really awesome because Google is making it, making it so the, the playing field is level and mm-hmm. even. Yeah. I love that, Jordan. Yeah, so much great stuff, guys. Uh, so with the last five, 10 minutes we have, give me the, give me the podium plug. I appreciate you guys' time, and, and these guys have been serious professionals. I told them this wasn't going to be a sales pitch, but with the last five minutes, so many of those things are left open, but I, I think from what I know of Podium, it has a lot of that answer. Just share me a little bit, the Podium mission and, and, and how that service software would help dealers, you know, fix these. Definitely. I'll, I'll jump on that. Um, I mean, Podium's mission is to modernize local business and give local business, including used car dealers, um, the chance to be successful in this tech-based world, especially with the shift we've seen. So really to modernize this local business experience. And I'll just say this one, coming back to your question before, Jeff, of like best tips, um, you know, it started with this en- emphasis on reviews and sending out a review and getting a review back. And we realized that texting, once we made that the mechanism, made everything better. Mm. So the, the number one tip I'd give to a, an independent dealer is to text your customers, make it easy to message, and get as close as you can to that like digital communication because if you have a landline only that can only get called, it's probably getting texted a few times a day and the person's yeah. getting a text back that says this number can't be textable. And so get, get in that economy and then just make things easy. Um, we have a, a, new, a new product out that's called Podium Starter. Um, and any used uh, car dealer who's starting out doesn't know where to begin can jump on that. Um, it's new, it's, it's free to dealers. It's, it's limited in capability and scope, but can get you started on understanding how messages are sent. Um, what, what the review invite trigger looks like. And with that limited functionality, hopefully you, they can see the value. And so, you know, with that, there's so many things you can do with texting and messaging. Suddenly you can take a down payment on the car via text message. You know, you, there's so, uh, taking a payment easily, 
talking to people easily, getting people to text you from your website. This world opens up with messaging. So just the number one tip I would share is um, embrace this new normal of kind of remote communication and become a, a master of messaging and texting because it'll really, really, really affect the trajectory of your business. Jordan, anything to add to that? And can you give us uh, a, a way we can get a hold of you? I know you're the sales guy over dealers, right? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I, so um, I, I would tell you just overall, you know, it's the process is everything. Let's make it simple. Let's deliver it on a silver platter and people will do it. Again, put yourself in their shoes. If it's easy, it's done, right? We'll get it done. Um, and so, you know, I would say just, just like the process of leaving reviews, guys, it's, it is as simple as Podium has a text. We send it out right there in front of them. They leave the review most times in front of us and, it, and then it, it's done, right? And all this stuff, our, our whole platform, everything we do, all these other things like, you know, Thomas mentioned chatting or texting through your website, payments, leaderboard uh, mm -hmm. so you can see who's getting reviews and who isn't all of that stuff goes through this one funnel which is podium right which is mm -hmm. our product and makes it easy right and and writes back to your crm and all these things so um really it's about convenience and efficiency which in these days is becoming even more important and mm -hmm. uh so yeah jeff as far as getting a hold of us um i think it best to to go through the website thomas actually would probably be a better uh, a better Optional. Yeah, I'd, I'd say podium.com slash starter um, is going to be a great place to learn about this free tool. And then the website as a whole will have blogs uh, about automotive, um, about used car dealer stories. You can find that really easily. Um, yeah, I did notice on there you guys have a lot of great downloadable PDFs that have tips and, and advice. And I'm sure all you have to do is enter your name and info and you have access to that and then we're on some sort of awesome calling list and Thomas will holler at us at our dealerships to sign up. But, um, I know that's my goal. I, I want you guys to also look at, I mean, podiums, I, you guys aren't just the review thing anymore. And that'll be my last little plug here for you guys is you've added all sorts of stuff, the communication, the payment processing, the web chat, you know, it's, it's not just that text out a review link and then have a leaderboard, which I think it may have been, or at least what I remember it being quite a few years ago. Um, so it's really cool. And soon you guys will hopefully buy weave and then you'll have the whole thing <laughs> together and <laughs> you'll have the landlines, the phones and the review situation. I, I make that joke. Cause I think well, they're across the freeway from you guys, right? And yeah. <laughs> other Utah based company, which will anyways, guys, Seriously, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you taking it out of your busy, busy schedule to talk with us independent dealers here. Uh, best, of, best of wish to you. Hope you stay healthy. Thanks a lot, thank Jeff. You, Jeff. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us today. Hope this episode inspired you to take positive action. Remember to subscribe so you get each episode the day it comes out. And we would love your help spreading the word. Leave us a review and share this podcast with your dealer friends. Dealers helping dealers learn and grow together.